You're listening to The Hungry Soul with Rachel Foy, covering all topics from spirituality, mindset work, beliefs, relationships, food, body image, business, money, self-expression, and more, helping you become a soul-fed woman. Welcome to episode 75 of The Hungry Soul Podcast, and Happy New Year to all of you. It's 2019, oh my goodness, how are you all? Did you have a nice Christmas, nice festive celebration? Have you resumed normality for any parents listening right now? How do you feel about your children having gone back to school? So my little munchkins went back yesterday. I didn't know what to do with myself. It's like the house was so quiet. No arguing, no mess, no shouting at each other. Oh, love them to pieces, but I also like my own time as well. Anyway, let's... um. Let's delve into a conversation which I know will be of great importance to you, particularly at this time of the year. So as I've just said, it is January. Diet industry and the weight loss industry are going mental right now to get more customers into their spaces. And they are throwing a huge amount of money at their marketing campaigns. So don't be surprised to see a load of things on your social media feeds, on TV, Newspapers, magazines, you probably had leaflets through your door as well, like I have several times since the 26th of December, which is ridiculous. But this inspired me to have a conversation over in our private Facebook group, which if you're not a member of, by the way, you really need to come and find us. We're called Soul Fed Woman, The Movement. It's a Facebook group for women just like you who want to become more soul fed, who want to start fighting food and their bodies and actually get to that place of fully accepting who they are and working through all those stories and layers in order to to become that woman that they desire to be. Now over in that group every probably every week approximately I'm going to be doing a soul fed live and this is like a mini workshop where we talk about real subjects and we explore these topics together and group members obviously partake, they ask questions and we, we're just really honest and we, we speak about things which unfortunately don't often get spoken about in the general public. So we had one of these on Sunday and it was all about diet culture and I actually called the workshop Why Diet Culture is the Reason for Your Food Obsession. Now, what we're going to be doing in 2019 is every single time that we do one of these mini workshops over in that group, it's going to stay over there. I was going to take them down after a week or two, but I think I'm just going to keep them in the group so people can keep watching them and keep, you know, joining in the conversation. But we will be pulling the audio from that workshop to put here onto the Hungry Soul podcast so that more women like you get access to this kind of, yeah, content and actually partake in these conversations. Because I set myself a challenge at the end of 2018. I don't know whether you might have seen it. I am on a mission and this is no small task. And I've realized that I've never been one to set myself small challenges. It's always, I'm gonna give it my all or I'm just not gonna bother. And the mission that I've set myself is to free one million women from food obsession, body hatred and dieting by 2025, which means that these conversations need to become more mainstream, more public, they need to be shared more, they need to be talked about more frequently. So expect to be hearing and seeing me far more than you've ever done before in 2019. So this is the the workshop that I did a few days ago over in Soul Fed Woman, The Movement, which like I said, if you aren't in there at the minute, go and have a quick search once you've listened to this. Um, you can just search for it in the Facebook bar and come and join us because every single Sunday, it's probably going to be on a Sunday, it might change every once in a while, but there will be these Soul Fed Woman live sessions, which are going to be amazing. Now, before I introduce the workshop or before the workshop starts I just want to mention one more thing now again you might have already seen but this is really important to me this is something that has taken up quite a lot of my time and my energy not in a bad way in a very positive inspirational and empowering way but my book is now available for pre-order yippee so if you haven't seen me talking about it or heard me talking about it the book is called The Hungry Soul and it's seven steps on how you can overcome binge eating, emotional eating, food obsession 
and you can now order the book on pre-order. If you head over to soulfedwoman.com forward slash book, you will get all the information over there. Now, once this book is officially available on like Amazon and other reputable book sites, it is gonna be retailing at £12.99. Now, if you head over to that link that I just shared, soulfedwoman.com forward slash book, you can pre-order a copy now for just £7.95 and it comes with free UK postage, or if you live anywhere else in the world apart from the UK, then your postage and your shipping is just £3. Now, not only are you gonna get the book, hopefully in the next kind of few weeks, towards the end of January is the date that we're expecting, but the book also comes with access to your members hub. So there's 149 pounds worth of free bonuses in there from meditations, mini workshops, there's a community of people who you can share your observations and your questions with, etc. Um, and there's gonna be more things added as well in this year. So if you wanna grab a copy of that book, which I highly recommend that you do, obviously, head over to soulfedwoman.com forward slash book. Okay, so without further ado, um, I'm just going to let the workshop kind of continue from what I'm saying right now. Um, but this, this was a really good conversation. So it's all about why diet culture is the reason for your food obsession. Enjoy. So, Happy New Year, everybody. It's like first the first one. This is our first live Soulfed Woman this year, 2019. Hope you all had a good Christmas, good New Year. You look right. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> That's good to know. So did you all have a nice Christmas? Did you all have lots of fun? Did you all have lots of um, delicious food? Which is obviously our conversation right now. Becky's here. Good evening, Becky, Emma, Mary, everybody. Fab. Okay, good to go. Okay, so I hope that you did all have a nice Christmas. I did. It was very... It was a little bit hectic actually, for any of you that have got smallest children like mine, it was a little bit manic, loads of presents, far too much excitement. Yeah, they're all back to school tomorrow. Hurrah! Good stuff, good stuff. Um, Becky's here, April's here. Okay, I'm just going to go with this. I'm just going to ignore my phone, I'm just going to look at my computer screen. Right then, so on that note, shall we make a start? We are going to be talking about why diet culture is the reason for your food obsession. This is a really, it's a, first of all, it's a really significant topic for us to be starting in 2019, particularly now because we are what, the 6th of January as I sit here talking to you. Diet culture and diet industry and the weight loss industry are full-blown throttle right now out there. You've probably all noticed kind of diet conversations, all the big groups like Weight Watchers, Slimming World, they're not the only two, there's loads more besides, are throwing a massive chunk of their marketing budget on women at the minute who are feeling really inadequate, very self-conscious, not very happy about themselves. And this is something that I despise, first of all, but it's also something that I just want to start bringing a really open and honest and raw conversation towards because you guys need to see what's going on. And we've had a massive influx of new members to our group recently, which is amazing. So first of all, any of you that are new, hello and welcome. We've got like 450 women, I think, here in um, Soulfed Women Movement, which is incredible. So, um, so this is something that I decided I want to just start nine, um, 2019 off with this conversation around why diet culture is the reason for your food obsession. Now, there's a very good chance that listening to this, whether you're watching me now live on replay, whether you're listening to the audio over on the Hungry Soul podcast, that you perhaps identify with being a woman who obsesses about food. And if that's so, then then we're going to have a really honest conversation about this now. Diet talk is everywhere. It totally is. Sick of seeing all the gym offers, magic pills, dominating Facebook. Absolutely. So many adverts and leaflets and emails. Had a text today trying to coax me back to Slimming World. A very, a very quick conversation, actually, Mary. Do you want to share this with everyone? Um, it was Boxing Day. So the 26th of December and our letterbox went downstairs. So I went to the letterbox, letterbox thinking, oh, getting mail so close to you know Christmas, etc. And it was a leaflet for, for Slimming World to join a new class that was starting in our, our little village. And the next thing, I'm flying out the door and I'm charging down the driveway and Simon's going, where are you going? And I was like, I'm not having this in my house. So I very politely chased after the leaflet dropper who was just some woman giving out leaflets. And I was like, I don't want this. 
and she was genuinely speechless like she didn't know what to do I was like I don't want it thank you she was like oh okay then thank you so yeah totally get where you're coming from it's been bombarding me as well so um going back to what I was saying food obsession is probably one of the things that you identify with now I don't need to explain what food obsession is it's quite self-explanatory however just for the point of conversation it's when you can't stop thinking about food so in terms of what I should eat what I shouldn't eat what have I eaten what can't I eat oh my god I've eaten that and just your whole thought process is dominated by food thoughts now that is how I used to live. That was my existence for 14 years, as many of you know. And I know how much time and energy goes into that place to actually maintain that place of food obsession. Now, the thing that I didn't know back then when I was food obsessed, and I was also a diet junkie. I was a diet addict, if I'm totally honest. I was trying to be on them more than I was falling off them. But arguably, every time I went on one, I fell off one which we're going to talk about in a second, I didn't fully appreciate that the behavior that I had around food obsession and actually not being able to find my peace and, and, and calmness around food was coming from the fact that I was a chronic dieter. I was a member of Weight Watchers. If I wasn't a Weight Watchers, I was trying Slimming World. If I wasn't a Slimming World, I was going back to Weight Watchers. Then I'd try the fad ones and the quick fixes and the, you know, the magic pills and potions. Like You name it, I did it. It's like wore the t-shirt, read the book, etc. And, and I completely appreciate any of you right now that are in that place. So this is not coming from any place of judgment, certainly not coming from a place of criticism. I don't judge anybody that is in that place at the minute of where I used to be. But I am hoping that these kind of conversations that we're having here at Soul Fed Woman are going to spark some kind of desire for you to start opening your eyes towards what is actually possible. Because you can find peace with food. You can find peace around your body. It's not a quick fix. It's not something that just happens like that. It takes a bit of practice for those of you that are kind of in our community and you've been here for a little while. It is about practice and, and a bit of patience and self-compassion, but it's completely possible. Okay, so... Going back to what we've called this particular workshop mini episode right um, today, it's all about why diet culture is the reason for this food obsession. Now, food obsession, and this is something now that I'm not just talking about professionally, but also personally and the other way around. Every single person that I've ever worked with or spoken to or come into contact with or just had you know random conversations with people, which I tend to do quite frequently about this, most people that I've ever spoken to that will, will admit that they are obsessed with food, there is an element of them dieting. So they're either an active dieter, they are either a chronic dieter, therefore they've been on and off diets for as long as they can remember. They are a yo-yo dieter, so they are swinging from one extreme to the other of being really, 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 really good and sticking to all the food rules. Or they're being really, really, really bad in their eyes by just inhaling the contents of the kitchen cupboard. So that kind of behavior, so dieting, diet behavior, diet thinking, diet mentality, that is always interwoven in this conversation around food obsession. These two things go together. And I will say categorically now, just to kind of start this topic, is that anybody who is food obsessed, there is always an element of diet mentality, diet thinking, diet culture behind that food obsession. Because we are not born into that belief of food is right, wrong, good or bad. Like this is something that we are taught. This is learnt behaviour. And diet culture has got a massive role to play in terms of our perceptions around food and how we actually interact with it. Particularly food obsession when it becomes so, so, yeah, so obsessive. So those of you that are kind of watching, listening, etc., I'm guessing that many of you can identify with having been involved, shall we say, in diet culture, in like the weight loss industry, in trying to drop a few pounds. Maybe some of you have spent months, if not years, on and off the diet wagon. Maybe some of you have got your Weight Watchers, Slimmer World membership cards, etc., and you kind of go every once in a while and then you stop because you feel bad about yourself. So I just want to plant that seed in your mind that this diet behavior is interwoven with food obsession. And we're gonna kind of explain as to why that is the case in a moment. And then also I'm gonna give you some, obviously some tips and some ideas as to how you can start finding more calmness around food. Okay. Um, okay, so 
um, what a few of your comments. You had a Christmas card from your old Slimming World lady trying to get me back. Oh, crikey. Okay, Sophie. Um, I'm worried I'll get sucked back in after feeling really free and relaxed around food over Christmas. Yeah, the, the diet, diet culture, diet weight loss kind of conversations right now, they are at the peak. There's two peaks in the year. You already know when these are. It's now New Year, okay? Everybody goes on the rampage of trying to slim down. Diet culture goes bananas, trying to coax you back into that little bubble of if you follow our way of doing it, life will be amazing and you will be incredibly happy. And then it's leading up to the perceived summer body campaign. So those two kind of peaks in our calendar or when you can expect weight loss and diet culture to really just ramp up their advertising the pressure um their marketing campaigns which are often very they're very clever in terms of how they do it because they do really pry on our body insecurities but anyway we're going off on a tangent we'll talk about that in another another episode I want to go back to what we're saying about diet culture because when you are aware of this it's something that you can't not see anymore and a lot of the women that come into this space who are completely new, like they're coming straight in off that diet wagon and everybody that comes into our community, I always ask them a few questions more out of curiosity as in like, why are you here? What do you want to get from this, from this space? Um, you know, what do you really want to learn? And every single person always says something along the lines of, I just want to stop the fight. Like, I just want to find the peace. I just want to, I just want it to be easy in terms of food and eating. I don't want this to take over my life anymore. So I know that so many of you have got some element of struggle or issue when it comes to food. And, and this is what I want to help you overcome because you can, like you completely can. So diet culture is... And again, I don't want to sound patronizing in the sense of me explaining what this means by definition, but diet culture is everything that you have been conditioned to believe from the diet industry. So any of you that have been active members of, and I know I keep using Weight Watchers and Slimming World as the biggest examples, but they are here in the UK. They are the market leaders. There are, of course, thousands of other different diet things that people can sign up for and try and become members to um, and I'm not singling out Weight Watchers and Slimming World particularly but they are the two big market leaders here in the UK. Weight Watchers by the way is the market leader in the world. So dieting in terms of um, diet, talking about diet culture weren't we? I get so distracted when I'm talking here because I can see people's comments. I'm like, no, I need to stick with what I'm saying. Um, I will come back to some of your questions anyway. Um, so diet culture is everything that you've been conditioned to believe by the big market leaders, by diet industry, by the weight loss communities, by the conversations, by the perceptions. And what's ended up happening, and I was part of this as well, remember, is that we become so blindsided by what we are being told out there that we start to believe it. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. There is so much bullshit in diet culture, you know, and I've said this so often for any of you that have listened to podcast episodes, you've been here in the group, you've seen me talking about this, getting on my soapbox. The thing that diet industry, diet culture, weight loss industry sells us is the illusion that slimness equals happiness. And we don't ever question whether that might not be true. So what we do is we go along to our meetings and we follow the rules and we sign up and we pay our fee and we jump on the scale and we beat ourselves up because, oh my God, I put two pounds on, making ourselves feel terrible. And then we go binge to try and compensate, which is so ironic, but that's what we do. Because what we're doing is we're like, but if I just stick to this, if I just stick to what they're telling me and I do get to goal weight or I do drop 10 pounds or I do become two dress sizes smaller, life's going to be amazing. Like I'm going to love myself and accept myself and I'm, I'm going to do all the things that I'm waiting to do right now. And I'm going to have a better relationship with my partner or I'm going to I'm going to meet somebody because right now I can't possibly get in a relationship because I don't like the way that my body is. And we have so much deep ingrained beliefs that is to do with diet culture. And many of us don't even know it. And a big part of the work that I do with my ladies, particularly in the Food Freedom Masterclass, which I'm going to um, talk to you about late, later on because we're starting it again shortly, is helping women dismantle all these beliefs and actually start stripping back these layers so that they can get down to their truth. And their truth is that slimness doesn't equal happiness. It's what we're sold. It's what we buy into. It's what we chase. Like I chased the illusion of slimness for like 14 years. 
And there were moments throughout that period when I got down to the number that I wanted to be or I became the dress size that I'd been, you know, craving for such a long time. And guess what? Nothing changed. I still didn't feel good enough. I still didn't like myself. I still wasn't in a job that lit me up. I still wasn't in a relationship where I felt safe. So body image is also a multi-complex topic, which by the way, we're talking about next week. So I'm going to park that to one side or else we'll end up sort of diluting what I want to specifically focus on tonight. But that's basically what diet culture is. It's all that subliminal, very suggestive, very subtle, but very, very destructive um, perceptions that we are fed, pun intended, by diet industry, okay? Now, the reason why I want to mention that and why we're actually calling this conversation now why diet culture is the reason for your food obsession is because dieters are the people that become food obsessed, categorically, full stop, okay? Dieters are the people that become food obsessed. People that are not concerned about their body, that don't have sort of body hatred, that don't despise how they look, um, that don't feel inadequate in terms of their physical appearance, who I suppose many of us might perceive as being like normal eaters. They have a normal relationship with food. Like they don't know what calories they've consumed. They've got no idea how many calories or macros or micros or grams of anything are in anything that they eat. They just eat because they want to. Those people are not food obsessed and that's not a coincidence. And the one thing that I will also say that I've noticed and witnessed over and over and over again is that the more that somebody diets and the deeper that they become sucked into diet culture, the more food obsessed they become. And I really want you to just think about that as to whether that's true for you. So the more that you have become ingrained into diet culture so the more times that you've joined the slimming clubs the more that you've tried to diet the more that you've fallen off the diet wagon beating yourself up and then tried again the following week the more that you've done that the more obsessed you've ended up becoming with food over the years because for most women this is years this isn't just oh yeah i've been doing this for two months it's more like i've been doing this for two decades or i've been doing this since i was like a teenager and i'm now like in my mid-40s so I'm hoping that, you know, that kind of resonates. Okay. Um, right, let me see. Can you remind us how the diet culture came about? Remember you mentioned it in another video. I remember it was very much aimed at women more than at men. Oh, yeah, okay. So diet culture, so that's a very good um, question, Sophie. Diet culture is obviously for, for everyone, okay? And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that this issue does not affect men because, of course, it does. However, diet culture is very much more of a women's issue or people that identify as being a woman. Because if you think about all the companies out there who sell things to do with body image, they are predominantly aimed at us women. So this is to do with like the potions and the creams and the spanks and the eyelashes and the hair stuff and the nails and the things that suck us in and the undergarments and the cellulite cream and all the treatments, the beauty parlors, they're aimed particularly at women. So this isn't to say that men aren't affected by dieting slash body image. Of course they are. But we do also know statistically that women are far more prone to get eating disorders. They're far more to suffer from issues like bulimia, anorexia. Again, this does affect men as well. But women are significantly statistically more prone to become um, dysfunctional eaters. Um, and yeah, diet culture, and just, you know, think about it. If you think as to how many businesses, how many industries, how many products are aimed purely based on marketing off the back of a woman's self-consciousness to do with her body. So actually feeling quite self-conscious of the way that her body looks based on society's perception of the female form. There are literally thousands, hundreds of thousands. So if every single one of us tomorrow woke up going, oh my God, do you know what? I have got cellulite and I have got a mummy tummy and I'm not a size eight and I don't look like that woman in the magazine, but do you know what? Fuck it, I'm just gonna accept myself. There would literally be billions of dollars worth of business that would just disappear within our economy because there would be businesses that would have no customers anymore. So just be aware of it, okay? Just be really, really mindful that diet culture is very much aimed specifically more at women's body insecurities than it ever is for men. Okay. Um, okay, so do 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 where was where was I? Where was I? That was a good question, that um Sophie, thank you. So 
So that's to do with diet culture, food obsession. And I, that's right, I was saying how dieters are the people that become food obsessed. And when we end up becoming more sucked into the world of dieting and diet culture, the more that we end up becoming these food obsessed individuals. And again, I want to throw that back at you. Is that true for you? If you think about your experience, your journey, your relationship with food as it is at the minute, which also involves your relationship with your body, because our desire to lose weight is the reason why we'd sign up to the diet clubs in the first place. Is that true for you? Like the more that you've dieted and the more that you've tried to lose weight and maybe you have lost weight and then it's gone back on again, which is completely normal because diets do not work. They're not designed to work. Okay, this is the biggest flaw of the diet industry. Would you say that the more that you've done that, the more that you have become more food obsessed, the more that you've like binged, the more that you've had food cravings, the more that you've gone, oh my God, I'm such a sugar addict. Or the more that you started to believe that you're weak willed, that you have no self-control, that you have no discipline, that you can't say no. That if you get put in a room where there's like a buffet table and it's got all these delights on that you're just going to start at one end and hoover the whole contents of the table all the way to the other because you're so fixated and obsessed about right foods and wrong foods and good foods and bad foods and I shouldn't have that food and oh my god there's a whatever it could be for you cake ice cream pasta I'm guessing that it is so that's not a coincidence that's not a coincidence at all like all of this is so deeply connected so deeply connected okay so um so going to the dieting thing and this is why I want to now explain or remind those of you that might have heard me say this before because this is the foundation this is where we start to unravel and to strip back and to start taking our power back when it comes to food we've got to just start being aware of like taking those blindfolds off ourselves and actually going oh my god I see it you know like you might not be where you want to be with food but for you to actually just acknowledge that yeah that makes sense this isn't my fault and this is why we need to start with dieting because if you think about all the diets that you've ever been on, and this is obviously to do with diet culture, it doesn't matter what diet you're on. It doesn't matter what program you signed up to, what membership you're paying, what group you go to on a Thursday evening in the local church hall to get weighed. They're all the same. And they're all the same because of one specific reason. Do any of you know what it might be? Like what do diets all have in common? What do diets all have in common? They all have rules, okay? They all have rules. It doesn't matter what diet you are signed up for, what diet you're following, what diet you are a member of, they all have diet rules. And those rules are always around food, okay? And, and it's food rules in the sense of it becomes, it's, it's a moral, it's a moral conversation. Diet culture has turned food into a moral issue. This is all about morality now. So again, I want to throw this back to you. Have you ever eaten something that was not on your plan and then gone, oh my God, I'm such a bad person? Or you've ended up eating like an extra biscuit when you said you could only eat one based on the calorific value of that biscuit and then started to just have this conversation with yourself like inside your head where it's like your, your inner nasty mean bitch has appeared and she's criticizing you and she's judging you and she's beating you up and she's calling you every name under the sun and she's like, she's bullying you and she's being really mean and really nasty and you've just sat there and gone, yeah, you're right, I am. I am all of those things and more because I had two biscuits and I was only supposed to have one. And I'm not criticizing any of you for doing that because that's exactly what I did as well. So this is where... The morality around food is actually the biggest issue for every single one of you that has food obsession. And again, it's not something that I recognize for myself because I wasn't aware of any of this stuff now that I do know and that I'm so passionate about teaching to other women because once you see it, you can't unsee it, okay? So diet culture comes from dieting. Dieting is all about the rules around food. And because we now have rules around food, food has now become a moral issue. So there's now morality in the conversation, meaning if you eat this, you're good. And if you eat this, you're bad. And then this is where the pendulum effect ends up being created. Because if you stick to the good things and you're feeling that you're in charge and you're in control and you're like, yes, I'm being good and I'm doing really good. Think about language. How many of you have said that? I'm being really good right now. I've been so good all week. Okay, you've turned it into a moral issue. 
that your self-worth and who you are as an individual on a soul level is based on your food choice. And then we do the same in the opposite direction. Like we eat the chocolate cake or we have the, the cream cake or the pasta or whatever it might be for you because it's, it's different for each and every one of us. But the things that we're not supposed to be eating and that inner nasty mean bitch makes an appearance and she's sat on your shoulder and she's being horrible and judgmental and critical and she's beating you up and you're just sat there going, yeah, you're right. That's, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so terrible. And then your thought process goes into that place of, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I'm never going to succeed. What's wrong with me? And usually at this point, we end up marching ourselves into the kitchen and we've got a head in the fridge or we're rummaging through the biscuit tin trying to stuff down how we feel because it's so uncomfortable. Like this is the irony of this, this, this thing that happens is like we don't really see it. The only thing that we see is it's my fault. Like I can't sort my shit out. I can't say no to these biscuits and I can't say no to this and I can't stop myself after one. What's wrong with me? Like, what's wrong with me? It must be all my fault because there's all these people in all the magazines and on the Slimming World and Weight Watchers leaflets who have sorted their shit out, who apparently have dropped two stone in like two days. Why can't I do that? And we blame ourselves. I blame myself for 14 years. I was the nastiest, most cruelest, most horrible person to myself. And it was all around food control. It was all around this moral conversation of like being good, bad, being in control, not being in control. And it completely took over my life. So if any of you recognize that you are doing that, this is the first place where you have got to start taking your power back. And I'm going to explain how you can do that shortly. Okay. So does that make sense? So we've said that dieting and diet culture and the rules and then rules is about morality and when we break the rules we then feel good or bad and then that's when the pendulum effect happens of either being in control or not in control and this is actually known as the diet binge guilt cycle. There's actually a psychological cycle that, that dieters go through. There is pretty much zero dieters out there that will not have experienced this in some way, shape or form. So we diet as in we follow the rules, we then end up binging because of this particular reason. It's that we fall off the diet wagon, we break one of the rules, we make it mean something that it doesn't, we make it mean that we're good, uh, that we're bad and we failed and we can't do this. We then end up having a moment or maybe a weekend of just binging. Off the back of the binge, we then feel guilty. And then once that guilt kicks in, we're like, right, that's it, I'm gonna be good for Monday because we always start diets on a Monday beginning of the week or after the holiday or after the celebration or after Christmas or after New Year like we're waiting for the perfect time to put ourselves through this hell okay so the diet binge guilt cycle is a genuine psychological um, yeah cycle that every single dieter will go through and it's not their fault it's just the natural reaction to being in that place of having rules around food okay so I was actually going to talk about rebelling because rebelling is something which is actually why we end up becoming so food obsessed. So if we bring this back now to food obsession, I'm hoping that listening to this, the dots are starting to join up and you can appreciate that when you do become part of diet culture and there are the rules and you're trying to follow the rules, but then the rules mean that some foods are good and some foods are bad. So should you eat a bad food, then it's wrong. And then you feel bad about you. And then that cycle continues. This is what ends up breeding and feeding food obsession. Because I'm guessing for most of you that would identify as being food obsessed, it is to do with diet culture. Like it is to do with all the rules that you have in your head. It's to do with the points and the sins and the calorific value or the macros or the micros or the grams of carbs or the grams of fat or how much sugar. And we have so many rules around food that most of the time we don't even know what rule to follow because there are so many that often contradict themselves anyway. But then should we end up breaking one of these rules, we blame ourselves. And then this ends up creating food obsession because we're then in that place of becoming so disconnected from how we should be eating as a quote unquote normal person, because we're relying on these external plans and programs to tell us how to do something that arguably should be so easy and so natural because you know human beings have existed for such a long time without being told how to eat, but now we believe that somehow we can't do it. So we need to follow the plans and the programs and the guidelines. 
okay so when we're then in that place can you see how food obsession just naturally starts to happen because well because you know again think about this for you everything that i'm sharing i want to throw it back to you for you to start applying it for yourself as in right that's what that's what Rachel's saying. How's that relevant for me? Do I do that? Do I recognize that? Do I acknowledge that for myself? Is that something that I do? Do I think those thoughts? Have I been partaking in this kind of dynamic and not actually been fully aware of it? So everything that I'm saying, I'm going to throw it back at you and I want you to be really honest with yourself. Okay, really, really honest with yourself. Um, okay, fabulous. So a few of you are saying, yeah, totally agree. I get it. Um, either being really good or really bad. I always judge myself to the extreme. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. Um, Little Britain hit the nail on the head when they did the Fat Fighter sketch. Oh, Sophie, that, um, for any of you that aren't in the UK, we had this it's quite, a few, quite a few years ago now. We had this, um, yeah, this sketch show and there was a character in there she was called was it marjorie dawes and she was the fat fighters like slimming leader and it was so tongue-in-cheek and it was so incredibly sarcastic and it was so very much sticking the middle finger up at the diet industry um as it was at the time but yeah absolutely absolutely uh, i think i've done all these things at some point exactly lorna okay so this makes sense doesn't it like those of you that are watching or listening this is making sense so we end up rebelling against the rules because that's completely normal because none of us like to be told what to do i don't know whether any of you have ever noticed this but as grown women we don't want to be told that we can't eat the chocolate cake because it's somehow bad for us and we don't want to be told that we can't have cheese on our pasta oh actually we can't have pasta because it's carbs so we need to eat the carb-free pasta which tastes like cardboard and we can't have cheese on it because too much fat obviously so we don't, we don't like it. We don't like to be told what to do. And the majority of dieters very much fit that personality of people-pleasing, people-pleasing good girls, which I won't go into too much today because that, again, is another topic. But just be aware of it. When we try and be the good girl and we try and stick to the rules and we don't want to, we don't want to break any rule and we don't want to rebel, that's very natural that a part of us ends up rebelling anyway because, because we do. So we end up rebelling against these rules and we end up then overeating, binging, craving on the perceived bad foods. So again, think about this from your point of view. Is that what you have done? I have never met anybody that tends to binge on apples or binges on like a big bowl of salad. They tend to go towards the foods that they've been told by their plan or program that they're not allowed to have. So again, does that not show something? When we have food obsession, which for me, food obsession is, is quite a blanket umbrella term because underneath food obsession, we have binging and overeating and emotional eating and food cravings because that all encompasses food obsession. You know, again, binge eaters, emotional eaters, emotional overeaters, people that claim or rather identify as being like food addicts or sugar addicts or chocoholics, they are food obsessed because it's not possible to be one of those kind of um, people, I guess, without having some kind of connection to being obsessed with food. Because again, going back to what I said very early on in this conversation, people that are just quote unquote normal eaters who are not food obsessed, very rarely binge or overeat or emotionally eat because they don't have that relationship to food. Like food for them is enjoyment and it's pleasure and it's fuel and it's nutrition and it's something that they do and they enjoy it, but that's it. Like it doesn't fill any other need for them. And it's not something that they use as a way of compensating. It's not symbolic. It's not metaphorical. It's just food. And there's a massive difference between that kind of relationship with food of being a quote unquote normal eater to someone who is self kind of confessed as a food addict, overeater, etc. Okay. So that's what we tend to do. Does that make sense? I'm hoping that it does. Okay. So... The next question then that you're probably thinking is, yeah, it makes sense. What the hell do I do about it? I'm glad that you asked that because I've got a few things that I want to share. Now, it probably goes without saying that one of the first things that I encourage every single woman to do who comes into this space 
who wants to find peace, who wants to find freedom, who wants to find calmness, who doesn't want to be that woman who food obsesses any longer because, oh my God, how much energy does it take up? Like how much time is it taking away from you living your life? Now, there are women probably watching, listening right now who have lost years, who have lost decades of their life, or they're certainly living a diluted version of their life because of food obsession. And that's not okay anymore. So if you are one of those women, there is a way that you can start overcoming this. But the very first thing that you've got to start doing is walking away from the goddamn diet culture. And I know for some of you listening, watching, that's that's a big thing to do because quite often we've been so ingrained and so indoctrinated and so um, so connected to diet culture that even the concept of well, what do you mean not being a part of it anymore? It, it, even the thought of it sounds really abstract and foreign, let alone the act of actually doing it. But that is the first thing that you've got to do. So any of you that are watching, listening, who are actively dieting at the minute, whether that be on your own through like an online program, or maybe you've just created your own thing that you're measuring and tracking or weighing. For those of you that are going to weekly weigh-ins, who are paying membership fees, you've got to walk away from it. And... And I know that that brings up fear and anxiety and overwhelm and, oh shit, what does that mean? And how the hell do I do that? And sometimes it's panic and sometimes it's all of those things combined. But until you take both of your feet out of the world of dieting, you're never going to find your freedom and you are never going to find your peace when it comes to eating. And you're never going to get to a place of not being food obsessed because of that thing that we've just been talking about for the last, what, 35, 40 minutes. Food obsession comes from diet culture so if you want to find your peace with food whereby cake is just cake and cheese is just cheese and pasta is just pasta and you're free to eat it and it's not morally right wrong or otherwise and and you aren't in that place anymore up here like emotionally mentally where you're so connected to food from a morality point of view that binging isn't something that you do now this is also a really important point to mention a lot of women, when I say about walking away from dieting and diet culture, they often freak out and go, shit, I don't know how to do that. But then once they realize why they need to do that, then sometimes it's not as difficult as they think. But then it's also the fear then that often kicks in going, yeah, but what if I just, what if I just end up overeating and I don't know how to eat and I don't know when to stop and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to eat myself into oblivion and oh my god my weight's going to go up and I'm just going to like all these ego-based head things start to kick in which again is completely natural okay I've never met a woman yet who I've been speaking to and when I've said about breaking free from you know diet dieting and diet culture I've gone yeah cool okay I can do that there's normally that um okay are you are you really are you sure right really there's that fear and apprehension it's totally normal because most of you have been relying on dieting for such a long time that is going to be scary but when you take your feet out of diet culture and you start planting it then into this world okay into the world of becoming a soul-fed woman and you start to reconnect back to you to your body wisdom which we're doing a workshop on is it next week or the week after it's here in the group if you listen on the podcast there is an episode coming when you start reconnecting to you to your body wisdom and you start dropping back down into your body and you start trusting and listening and hearing and and believing about food and food choice and knowing when to stop and knowing about hunger and knowing when you're satisfied and and recognizing that quite often food for you has served another purpose it's been something that you've metaphorically been filling empty spots and it's been a substitute for thing and it's it's been a coping strategy and then you have other strategies and things that you can now use instead of reaching for the massive family size bar of chocolate food just becomes food because it's no longer this thing that you're fixated on and obsessed about and it's not a moral issue anymore. Does that make sense? So walking away from diet culture is the first thing that you've got to do. And in fact, if that's the only advice that I give you right now, that is enough to get the momentum going for you to really start exploring this. Because the other thing that I need to mention is far too frequently women use dieting as a comfort blanket it's a perceived safety net 
you know so many women will go to the the clubs and the membership you know signing up for memberships and they follow the rules and the plans because they believe it's keeping them safe it's keeping them safe from themselves as in but if i don't track and measure and monitor i'm just going to lose my shit with food i'm just going to keep eating i'm just going to binge and i'm going to go crazy and i'm not going to know when to stop and we kind of have this belief that if we're left to our own devices we can't be trusted and this is a massive 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 part of the puzzle because i guarantee that if you're listening or watching and you've been nodding along to what i've been saying and you recognize that you are food obsessed and you know that you're part of diet culture i know categorically that you don't trust yourself because if you did, you wouldn't be here. So actually building that self-trust muscle, it's the foundation. Besides breaking free from dieting, we've got to start helping you trust yourself again. You know, as women particularly, and I'm going to try not go off on my feminist kind of ranty soapbox now, but women are told, we are conditioned as young little girls that we cannot be trusted, our bodies can't be trusted, that they're not right, they're not they're not to be believed, okay, like what, what our body tells us is, is wrong and, and we shouldn't listen and we, we need to not pay attention. So as grown women, we start to disconnect from our inner wisdom and we actually start to disconnect from our neck down, which is so ironic because from our neck down is where most women are beating themselves up, as in I hate this bit from my neck down. So reconnecting back to this is where you're going to find all these answers that you think you find at the minute from the slimming clubs but you don't it's just creating the very issue that you really want to find freedom from okay so that that um safety blanket <coughs> that i was talking about the safety blanket of dieting is what so many women do believe is what they need because they don't think they can trust themselves around food but this is where the irony is you know a lot of women who who believe that and they think that they need the diets to keep some kind of check and some kind of self-control around food i often say to them how's that working out for you because the chances are when you fall off that diet wagon which you do every once in a while you completely lose yourself with food like there is no self-control it's like hoovering hoovering up kitchen content cupboards going on little mini binges completely losing all self-control in preparation for being good again from monday now, that's not my definition of being in control. Is that your definition of being in control? I'm guessing it's not. Okay, so that's the first thing. It's actually moving away from diet culture. I know it's scary, but it's got to be done. The second thing is about then reconnecting back to what I've just mentioned then about body wisdom. I'm not going to go into that now because that's a big conversation all for itself but there is going to be a workshop or a podcast episode in the next week or so I think it is week week and a half so if you're watching this in the soul fed woman movement facebook group go and have a little look where the events is and I've created an events page for that and if you're listening on the podcast there is going to be a <coughs> episode soon okay so body wisdom is the third thing sorry the second thing and then the third thing is very much about community Okay, you cannot do this on your own and that might sound really harsh and again I'm not saying that to judge or to criticise because women are freaking powerful, amazing creatures and whenever we put our minds to something then quite often we can do whatever we decide to do when we believe that we can do it. The third thing which I know without a shadow of a doubt has been true for me throughout the last 10 years of my journey of just personal development and working on myself all the time. I can't do this on my own. And that's why I surround myself with other people that get me, who they create that safe space, that container where I can share my stuff, where they won't judge me, where they won't criticize me, where they can support me. Um, I do it for my business. I do it for me personally in like women's circles. And I know from finding freedom around food and body image, that's equally just as important because you are in the minority at the minute. And I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm saying that because that is fucking amazing. Okay, women are starting to wake up. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a massive change happening in the world of ours, which is amazing. Women are starting to wake up. Okay, we're starting to take our power back like properly. You know, look at government, look at politics, look at the things that are starting to happen on like a global picture. And you are part of that change. And the reason why I get so excited is because when a woman finds her freedom around food and she walks away from diet culture and as she's walking, she's kind of like, I 
back off. You know, it's like not being a part of this anymore. The ripple effect is immense because that woman then starts to take her power back and she starts to trust herself and she starts to listen and she starts to become she starts to become this almost this change maker like the conversations that she has there with her friends and how that ripple effect happens if she's a mum and she's got children particularly daughters the conversation and the dynamic starts to change and then that has an impact so don't underestimate how powerful this work is this isn't just about you this is about us as a collective, as a, as a global group of women. And this is why community is so important. So I did say I was just going to mention earlier about how you can start taking this further because obviously there's loads of stuff that you can be doing on your own. These kind of episodes, these podcasts, this stuff on my website, the stuff here in the Facebook group, you know, use this, ask questions, reach out for support. If there's something that's kind of going on for you and you don't know what to do it's like then ask you know that's why we're here but for those of you that know that you really want this year to be the year when you finally find your freedom so that you can start being you so that you're not obsessing about your your body you're not obsessing about food you're feeling more connected you trust yourself you feel supported Um, And actually all of this stuff that we've been talking about today for like the last 45 minutes or so, this is a thing of your past. Like how amazing would that be? So if that's something that you know that you're ready for, because not everybody's at that stage right now, but if that is something that you are ready for, then I really want to invite you to come and have a look at joining the Food Freedom Masterclass. Now this is my... This is my all singing, all dancing, 10 years of experience put into this incredible container that I basically show you and guide you and teach you everything that I know about this topic from the very beginning to getting to that place of of body image and body confidence. This isn't about weight loss, obviously. (coughs) Complete opposite. So the Food Freedom Masterclass is actually restarting on January the 20th. So depending on when you're listening to this, you've got still got time to join. And there is an early bird price at the moment for you to enroll, which you save £100. Um, there are payment options. So you can also spread that out for the entire year if you want to, which makes it super, super affordable. And it's going to save you so much more money than if you continue joining in diet culture. Like that's a guaranteed. You're already wasting like so much money and time and actually your life at the minute if you keep partaking in diet culture so what is the food freedom masterclass well basically this is a 10-week program where i'm teaching it live now i'm really excited about what's happened because up until last year 2018 the food freedom masterclass was only ever taught live once so it was a self-study program It was something that women could join whenever they wanted. And then once a year, they could actually go through the entire program with me live. So I'm with you every single week for 10 weeks. I've decided to shake this up for 2019 because I'm so passionate about actually being there for you. You know, this this is me. (coughs) This is me actually helping you as much as I can. I'm speaking my truth big time. Um, So for that reason now, the Food Freedom Masterclass is going to be taught live three times this year. We're going to be teaching it in January. It's going to be taught live again in May and it's going to be taught live again in September. Once you join, you are in for life. So you don't need to repay. There's no re-enrollment fee. You pay once and that's it. You're in it for as long as the Masterclass is available and it's going to be available for a long time to come. Now, the Masterclass is something that I'm super passionate about. I know we've got a few of you watching. Yes, Emma, the masterclass has been the thing that really made a change for me. Oh, thank you so much for saying that, Emma, because I know it's scary. And I know it's so scary for some of you listening and watching who are thinking, well, yeah, I really want help. But what if this doesn't work? You know, like what if this is just something else I'm going to waste my money on? And you've got every reason to think that because diet industry has taught you to think that for such a long time. But no, there are people here watching, listening, who are in it, and, and it does make a massive difference because you have the support. Now, the masterclass starting on January the 20th has, is getting a revamp. It's, it's already had a revamp. We're shaking it up a bit. So there are going to be weekly calls from me, just like this. I'm going to be with you for as long as you want me on a call where we talk about that topic that we're doing for that week. We're going to be doing weekly accountability and um like group sessions in our private Facebook group. So every single week, I'm going to be 
holding you accountable for that particular topic, not in a scary way, but it's more about me reminding you why you joined. Okay, it's so easy sometimes for our fear and our ego to go, oh, I can't do this, or I've not got enough time, or I've got all these excuses why now isn't the right time for me. If you keep doing that, you are going to wake up at 20, 30, 40 years from now and go, shit, I'm still in this place of food and body obsession. And I don't want that for you. I really don't want that. Okay. Um, oh, what's Emma saying? I've not spent another pound on the diet industry since joining the masterclass, nor have I dieted. Whoop, whoop. Let's give her a whoop, whoop. Mary Rob, Mary says the same. I feel the same as Emma. Thank you, my lovely masterclassees. Greatly appreciated. Um, so we've got the accountability thing going on as well, which is kind of a new thing because it's going to be a bit of fun with that. I haven't told the masterclass ladies yet what I'm going to be doing, but it's going to be awesome. There's going to be prizes to be won. Um, we're also going to be doing monthly group hypnotherapy sessions. Now, this is something that I'm super passionate about because mindset is everything. If you don't believe you can do this, then you won't. So I am going to be cementing in at the very beginning of this masterclass beliefs so that you can start believing that this is easy. This is available for you, that you can do this, that eating is not difficult. It's not challenging that you are already enough. And we're going to do some group hypnotherapy sessions. <coughs> okay. So many comments just appeared on my phone. Okay, group hypnotherapy sessions. What else, what else, what else are we doing? Um, there's also some amazing bonuses as well. You're going to get free access to Eliminate Emotional Eating, which is a mini program just about emotional eating. There is the um, Soul Fed Woman meditation album. That's also as a free bonus. And then also new for this year, as you might have heard me talk about the 21 day food freedom reboot. Now, this is a 21 day live mini experience that I started last year in 2018. There's already been like 100 and something women gone through it. And the feedback's been wonderful because it's little tiny bite-sized challenges for you to do over 21 days. Um, we're going to be teaching that three or four times this year to come. However, if you are a member of the Food Freedom Masterclass, you get free access to join that as much as you want to. So it's going to work as a little kind of um, refresher, refresher course for you. Um, you don't have to pay to join. You're going to be available to um to join that whenever you want to when you join the masterclass okay so if you want more information about that then as i said from now until the end of the week there is a special early bird price you can save yourself 100 pounds you can spread that payment over 12 months so that you know it makes it affordable for you and honestly it does if you are a dieter right now, if you are going to diet classes, if you're, di if you're buying into diet industry, you are already spending way more than what the masterclass will cost you in the long run anyway. Um, and as Emma's just very kindly said, I've not spent a pound on the diet industry since joining the masterclass, nor have I dieted. Amazing. That's available for you as well. So if you want to know more, you want to grab that early bird offer, you want to get yourself signed up. We're starting on January the 20th and we are going to be going through the whole thing together. It's 10 weeks. It's me in your corner. I'm going to be your little cheerleading best friend that you didn't even know you had. Then you want to head over to foodfreedommasterclass.com. I will post the link to that here in the group. If you're listening on the podcast, guys, then you'll need to head over to foodfreedommasterclass.com. And as I said, we do start on January the 20th. And I would love you to come and join me because I don't want to see you wasting any more of your time or your energy or your money or your life in this cycle of food and weight obsession. Because when you know how to overcome it, it's completely possible but as I said, the third thing in order for you to do that, besides breaking the diets in the first place, besides working on your body wisdom, which we're going to talk about in another episode, it is about community, it's about support, it's about surrounding yourself with these fellow amazing women who have got all the same thoughts as you, all the same fears as you, all the same issues as you, they're walking that journey with you. And, and I'm going to be giving you 110% from January the 20th, like promise guaranteed. I'm going to be in that group. I'm going to do live calls with you. I'm going to be sharing with you as much experience, knowledge, wisdom that I possibly can. And 
the one thing that I can guarantee is if you join us on January the 20th, when we finish at the end of March, it will be, you will be in a completely different place with food and with your body. Like that's guaranteed, guaranteed. You cannot go through what the masterclass is about and not change. So if you're ready for that and you really want to overcome food obsession, you really want to know how to fully break away from diet culture so that you can trust yourself and you can start just becoming that woman that you really desire to be, then go and check out the masterclass. That's foodfreedommasterclass.com, okay? Right then, has anybody got any questions before I go? So funny, whenever I'm talking about this, you'll notice that my throat's kind of tickling right now. This is the truth, okay? Like, we have energy centers in our body. This is the throat chakra. Whenever I speak about dieting and diet industry and actually breaking free from it my throat always starts to go like this because it's me holding on to so much collective bullshit that women just don't speak about and you know this isn't my stuff this is also probably a lot of you that are watching or listening who are actually not speaking your truth and you're holding on to it thinking oh I don't know if I should and I don't know oh, I don't know if it's the right thing <coughs> so apologies for coughing down your ear for the last half an hour but yeah if any of you have got any questions, please speak now. So there you go, gorgeous. Another episode brought to you by The Hungry Soul. Now, if that conversation has got you a little bit curious about your own journey right now and how perhaps you can start helping yourself to become more self-fed, but maybe you've got no idea where to start or what that might even mean for you, don't panic. We've got some fabulous gifts for you that are all completely free. All you need to do is head over to soulfedwoman.com forward slash free dash resources. And over there, there's workshops, handouts, meditations, and loads of other goodies. So go and grab as many of them as you want to. Can't wait to speak to you soon. Bye.